Welcome to this new episode of the European Hoops Podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIBA events. I am André and this is our basketball expert, Diogo Valente. Hi guys, hope everything's doing okay with y'all. We are here for another episode of European Hoops Podcast. So, André, let us know, man, what do we have for today? We almost went over all the teams that we will be previewing on this special season, series, previewing the, the next season of the EuroLeague. Today, we will be talking about Jal Giris and about Milano. Diogo, are you ready to get into it? Absolutely, man. Uh, these, are, I think, are going to be two very interesting teams, so let's get it started. We start with uh, Jal Giris, Kaunis, a team that uh, had some movement during this uh, offseason. They were able to keep, uh, or they kept the head coach, Max Vitis. Uh, Lekavicius stayed with the team. Uh, Dimsha stayed with the team. Buxevicius, Ulanovas, Roland Schmitz, Birutis. Kevarius Hayes, a lot of important players from their core from last season, will be playing for Jalgiris this season. And uh, we have an important player that was with the team. Uh, unfortunately, half to lose the season due to injury in Keenan Heavens that will be back for this season. But we will speak about him once we speak about the guards that will be part of this team. Let's just take a quick look about the players that left. And those were Tyler Kavanaugh, Achille Polonara, Isaiah Taylor, and Ignas Brazdakis, that uh, is going to a team that we have already talked about and have already previewed on Olympiacos. Duke, we spoke about potential players for this Olympiacos team and we spoke about having a player that can play the two and the three that has some size. Do you think that Brasdakis will give Olympiacos what they need from that player that we spoke about? I think so. Uh, I think this is exactly the type of player that uh, at least I wanted to see uh, in Olympiacos. Uh, Brasdakis is a, a very capable scorer and a bigger body than a guy like Kendrick Nunn. The, the, most of the reports were that Olympiacos wanted Kendrick Nunn. So I think Brzezdek is uh, fit-wise makes a lot more sense. And I believe he can be that guy for them because they have a very talented team all around on both sides of the ball. And with Brzezdek is not having to, to be like the, the solo act per se, like in Zalgiris, Ulanovas would step up a lot, but Brzezdek was the guy clearly. And I think on this team, he's also going to be the guy, but the supporting cast, I think is much better. So, so I believe he's going to be capable of, of being a go-to guy for this team because I think the supporting cast is so good that it will take a lot of pressure off of him and he will be able to thrive in those moments. I'm in agreement with you. I think that we spoke about players like Terence Davis and he's an approximation of that. I think that Brasdakis will be able to add to this Olympiacos team and they already have a very strong roster and he's a good piece in a position that they were missing. Their roster can fit in different ways. Sounds like Makinski might not be able to start the season and that was one of the reasons for the team to decide to go the Brasdakis route. But I think he is a player that gives them exactly what they need and uh, he can be the missing piece for this Olympiacos team that will be one of the strong contenders heading into this uh, EuroLeague season. Now that we know which players will continue with Jalgiris heading into this edition of the EuroLeague and also which players left, let's look into the players that they were able to add. And we start with the guards where um, Naz Mitrolong was the one of the, the names, the big names that they signed for this season. But another important player is Keenan Evans that returns to the team after being player playing at almost an MVP level in the beginning of the last season. How good will be Naz Mitrolong for this Jalgiris team? How well does he fit? And at the same time, can we expect to see 
uh, very good things from Keenan Evans as we saw in the beginning of last season. Well, starting off with uh, Mitro Longha, I think he's a, a very good guard defender and I think he's a quick guard who can form a, a very interesting backcourt with Evans. Uh, Keenan Evans being more of an offensive guard and like you said, last year he was playing at such an amazing level. So hopefully coming back from the injury, he, he is able to produce at that type of level again. And I think Mitro Long gives, the, gives him uh, a defensive uh, backcourt teammate that, that's going to be a very interesting fit there. And I think they can play lineups with both of them together a lot. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see them. But uh, I do think they can fit together and they can play together for a lot of minutes. And both of those guys are, are going to be very important to Zalgiri's success this season. It is an interesting uh, backcourt uh, duo in the mid-long and uh, Evans. The team will have players as Dimsh and Lekovicius that are tested and proven. I think that this uh, Jalgiris team was able to add on their backcourt and I think we will be seeing they being able to have more creation than we saw at points last season. And of course, Evans being in and out is a big part of it. I'm, I'm excited about how these two players will be pairing and uh, will be able to, to contribute during this season. I think that uh, Zalgiris made a good bet in Mitrolong. Besides Mitrolong and uh, adding Evans, the other big name that uh, Zalgiris brought in heading into this season is Brady Manek. What can Zalgiris fans and the people that follow the EuroLeague expect from him? I think he's going to be very good for them. Uh, he's a, a four who, who can shoot the ball at a very high level. and He's a high IQ player as well. Um, we saw last year coach Max Vidis uh, went with small ball lineups a lot uh, using Roland Smiths at the five. And I think this season with Brady Manek and Roland Smiths, they, they can have a, a bigger small ball lineup than last year uh, without having a, a true center and, and playing Roland Smiths and Brady Manek at the same time. I think that's going to give them very interesting looks. And, and I believe it's going to be probably their best lineup will be with those two guys at the four and five. And I think they complement each other very nicely. Both guys are high IQ guys that can stretch the floor and that can score inside as well. So I think Brady Manek will be very good for Zalgiris. Manek, Roland Schmitz, Ulanovas, Evans and Mitrolong is one of the, the fives that I'm more excited about heading into this Euroleague season. The Euroleague is at such a high level in terms of talent and it's so highly competitive that uh, then Jalgiris will have to overperform the talent of their roster to be able to compete to go back to the playoffs as they were last season. But at the same time, I think that they have the pieces to be able to achieve that and to, to be one of the pleasant surprises. I think we can expect from them to game after game to go in and perform and a team that will be able to shoot for from all the five positions of the court almost all the times and that will be one of the keys for them their switchability their ability to stretch the floor and adding some extra creation and some very good players on Mitro Long and uh, Manek despite uh, losing an important player as Brasdaikis is I think that this will be a highly competitive team, but that they will be needing to overperform to be able to achieve the playoffs once again. Are you in agreement with me? What, uh, How far do you think that uh, Jalgiris can go? And what are your concerns regarding their roster construction? Well, first of all, uh, I, I still think they need some size, uh, like a, a true center. Uh, I feel like that was already a need for them last season and uh, they didn't address it, at least in my view. And, and then... Obviously, they need some talent on the wings. Uh, losing Brzezdek is 
uh, is crucial and hopefully they are able to replace him with, with a guy that can bring in some talent and some quality for this team. But even if they do address those areas, I think it's going to be very tough for them to get back to the playoffs. I know they will compete. They always do, especially at home. And they're going to be a very competitive team. And they are well coached as well. But it's like you said, the league so stacked. So much talent all around. I think a lot of teams brought in big guys that they didn't have last year. Like if you look at Milutinov for Olympiacos, Willy Hernan Gomez for Barcelona, Ty Jones for FS, like a lot of teams have that type of size, which I feel like Zalgiris lacks. And, and I think that's going to be uh, the biggest concern for, for them. It's the lack of size. And I think it's going to be very hard for them to reach the playoffs. But I know they're going to compete and I'm counting on that. So we'll be here to see uh, at home. We know they have one of the best home crowds in the in the Euroleague, so they're obviously going to be exciting to watch, and I'm here for it. I think the floor for this team and uh, the minimum that we can expect and that their fans can expect is that they will be competing to have the best home court of the competition, and after that, it will come down to how well this team can perform and which challenges they can present to those bigger teams. But as we know, season after season, Jalgiris is always one of the most entertaining teams in the EuroLeague. And this season will be no exception for, to that. If Mitrolong will be playing for uh, for Jalgiris during this season, last season he was part of Milano. And uh, with him, Dan Tome that retired, uh, Timotel Wakawarot, Shabazz Napier, Brandon Davis were some of the players that left the Milano team heading to this season a team that will be coached once again by Ettore Messina and will keep players like Kevin Pangos, Billy Barron, Devon Hall, Tunut, Shaven Shields, Nicolo Melli, Voitman, Kyle Hines, Giampaolo Ricci. And if you think that I just mentioned uh, many high-level names, wait for it because they really brought in some high-level players. And let's start, as we have been doing, by the the guard position, they brought in Maudolo to play with this already deep uh, guard roster. Do you think that Lo will be able to give this team some of the things that Napier was giving them and that unlocked this roster last season? And uh, are you, like me, expecting a great, great season from Lo? I am. Uh, I think he's going to be very good for Milano. Um, is he the scorer that Napier is? We know he's not but he is capable of scoring the ball. And at times, uh, like in certain games, he can go for 20. Like he is a very good three-point shooter. He can create. He's a, a very good playmaker. So I believe he will be able to to provide some creation to this offense that sometimes was too stagnant, especially before Napier joined the team. So I think Lowe will be very helpful for this Milano team and for that offense. Let's continue and look at the other players that... Uh were added in this uh, to this roster and let's build up to one of the biggest names that move teams in this season let's look at uh, Ismael Kamagate a promising big man that will be under the wing of Sir Karl Heinz and will be part of such an incredible deep front court with uh, Karl Heinz Voitman Melli but that will also have in Alex Poitras another player that came into this team before we start uh, hitting and other players, and especially two other players that are part of this roster. What do you expect to see from Poitras and from Kamagate? Well, Kamagate, obviously a, a young prospect. He He's very big. He, I think in terms of size, he will be able to add to this team. 
like rebounding and scoring inside. And again, uh, I was talking before uh, about Zalgiris, how they lack size and how other teams were bringing in tons of size. Milano is another team doing that because their front court is kind of ridiculous. And Kamagate is just another example of that. I, I think he has great veterans to, to learn from. So I believe this season will be very good for him, for his development. And hopefully he has a, a bright career ahead of him. And, and then Poitras, I, I just think he's going to bring some consistency off the bench, uh, being a guy. And he might start sometimes as well. They have so many options. But I think he's going to bring a level of consistency. Uh, him and Heinz are two vets who, who I think are going to be very important for this team as well. This is a team that uh, the front court doesn't lack depth. Let's talk about another position that will be pressing. And it's not a player that came in, but it's a player that will be recovered and that will be at full force heading to the season in Chavon Shields. A fully healthy Chavon Shields will be a crucial piece for this Milano team. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think he's one of the best small forwards in EuroLeague. Uh, unfortunately, last year he he missed most of the season with a with an injury. So hopefully he is back uh, at 100%, which he looks like he is because they they played against Virtus for the Italian Super Cup and and he he balled out. He, he was amazing. So hopefully he is able to stay healthy during the season because this team really needs him because he's their best option at the three, of course, and, and he's a great scorer. And they they lacked a lot of scoring last year. Uh, Napier came in and helped that uh, on that aspect, but Shields is for sure that guy that can get go get him a bucket, and he's very important for them. So hopefully he can stay healthy and and be that guy for this Milano team. I guess we need to get to the big name of this off season that was linked to several teams. It was um, a messy situation with uh, Nikola Mirotic and Barcelona. He was linked initially. To Milano, but uh, then he was linked to other teams like uh, some of the Greek teams, some of the Serbian teams. In the end, he decided to join Milano and he will be part of this Milano team. Player that for us was in the fight as one of the top three best players of the Euroleague last season. We can expect more of the same for him this season. In Barcelona, at times, we saw a team that uh, didn't have the personality and we saw Mirotic being also in the, that vibe within that uh, Barcelona roster. Do you think that uh, Milano and Coach Torre Messina will be able to squeeze the maximum that they can get from Mirotic and we can see Mirotic having an MVP season that he has been always on the fight for that recognition within the, the EuroLeague? Do you think that... More importantly, uh, Mirotic is a piece that you add to this roster that has such a strong front court, that has high-level players like Pangos that have um, Shavon Chills that we just spoke about, that you add low to the, their backcourt. Is Mirotic the piece that can elevate Milano to a title contender? I mean, yeah. Uh, every time you have a, a competitive team and a playoff-level team and you add a top three player in the competition, obviously, you are expected to be a contender. Uh I'm not sure yet uh, if they will be contenders because, uh, and we've been talking about this, their front court is very, very stacked. They have like six, seven options. It's kind of insane. So I, I don't know if we will see Miritich playing some minutes at the three. Uh, if we are, uh, I want to I wanna wait and see how that goes because they have, okay, so Miritich, Melly, um, Kyle Hines, Poitras, Kamagate, Ricci, like 
they have a lot of guys. So I wonder how Coach Messina will work out those minutes. But I do think Mirotic is a great piece for this team, of course, one of the best players in the competition. I think having the, the scoring punch of him with Shields and then a guard like um, Maudolo and still guys like Kevin Pangos, who is also coming back from injury, and Devon Hall, like they have a, a very good team. They have shooting, they have size, all of those options. I think they have the pieces to make it work. But uh, as far as minutes goes, who plays here, who plays there, I think Coach Messina will have a, a very hard task figuring that out. But he's an amazing coach, so he will be able to do that, I believe. But uh, I just think it's too early for, for me to see where this team is, if they are contenders or not. But nonetheless, they should be a playoff team uh, comfortably and they should be fighting to be contenders. I think that they will be at uh, that level uh, of one uh, contending team. Now, the hardest question for you of this episode. How do you manage uh, a front court rotation of Mirotic, Poitras, Richie, Kyle Hines, Voitmant, Melly? Are you running uh, Kamagate? Are you running Mirotic at the three? Do you think that that's the, the best approach for them? Or... Um, is there a way to, to fit all of these pieces and get the most out of them? Okay, so most of these guys are, are vets, so they know what it takes to win, Like especially Kyle Hines, obviously, one of the best careers ever. So I think these guys have the, the, the right mindset that they will need to sacrifice in order for the team to be successful. Uh, in my opinion, uh, the front court I would run, like as far as closing, would be Shields at the three, Miritich at the four, and Meli at the five. And I think this is, I don't think there's much of a debate about this. But as far as like throughout the 40 minutes, how they how they will manage to, to split all those minutes, I do think Mirotic should have some minutes at the three, especially when Shields go to the bench. Uh, because Voitman has to play. He, he's an amazing player. Heinz has to play. Uh, Kamagate, maybe it's more of a long-term thing, but I do think he should be getting some minutes to improve. Like, everybody in there deserves minutes. Uh, Poitras, of course. So, Messina will have a tough a tough job. But but I do think Shields, Mirotic, and Meli uh, is the best th- three options to, to that front court. Along with, I would probably go with Maudolo and maybe Billy Barron, just because of the shooting. But Devon Hall, I think Devon Hall is a better player. But because of the shooting, I would probably go Billy Barron. But they have a, a stacked team. They will be fine regardless. Do you think that we can see some ultra big lineups with um, a guard, one of these guards, Shields, Mirotic, and two bigs? Why not? I mean, most of those bigs can shoot. So I, I don't think spacing would be a problem. So sure, I, I would try it if I was a coach. Like they, I think they have margin to, to try different things and, and to, to see what works and what doesn't. Uh, I believe Shields is able to play the two. I believe Mirotic is able to play the three. So uh, I think they have a lot of options. They they are a versatile team, even though they are older. I think a lot of those guys are capable of playing multiple positions. We saw Weichmann playing some small forward forward minutes last season. So I, I think they can try. Yeah, I'm very intrigued about the possibility. I was asking you this because I'm very intrigued about the possibility of a lineup uh, with one of the guards, with uh, Chills at the two, uh, Mirotic at the three, and then Voitman and uh, Melly in the front court. 
I think that uh, the spicing, the physicality, the IQ that uh, uh, a five like this will have is extremely intriguing. And uh, I'm sure that Ettore Messini will be playing around with all of these players and trying uh, different uh, conjunctions of these lineups. And for me, I think that this Milan roster is strong enough to be able to to be a playoff team and to be contending for, for this edition of the EuroLeague. And that's what I expect to see from them during this season. We will see how it all pans out because there are many, many teams that are contenders this year. And the only thing that we can know for sure is that this will be a highly competitive EuroLeague. Stay tuned. Stick around. Uh, tomorrow we will bring you a Turkish episode of the, the European Hoops podcast. We will be previewing the seasons of Fenerbahce and FS. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Itos EuroLeague. As always, I'll be talking with you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on the next episode. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.